Coming up on your favorite podcast, Ty joins me to uh, talk all things football, among other things, uh, get into some of our picks for this week as we get towards the home stretch in our fantasy football season. Also, the NFL regular season comes to a close as soon as possible. It's also Christmas uh, this weekend as well, and uh, Ty and I certainly will talk probably a little bit about that, maybe uh, get into some other topics that are on the table at the moment. And uh, certainly also play a new game called Fire or Cut. One more year, extend. Give Ty some choices there on coaches and quarterbacks. A lot to get to tonight. It should be a fun one. So Ty is here, and we are talking football on the Pickapalooza next on the pod. Hey, it's the Tim Anderson Podcast. I'm Tim. That is my buddy Ty from his palatial manor a few miles up the road. No doubt dealing with the winter scratchy throat, all that good stuff. Tyus, my friend, how are you? Very good, Tim. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, we're as we've talked about on previous podcasts, we're just going to battle through this thing. That's what we do. This is what we do. You're 100% right about that. You were ice fishing the other day. Is that factual? That is factual. And actually, shoot. This is great radio, by the way, as you like to say. Yeah. I'm going to text you over a couple pictures. Hey, look at this guy sending me pictures of the fish. What Did you yeah. get anything? Is this fish or is it just you on ice? It is. Um, it's certainly fish. Yeah. We had. Uh, so the fish are short trip. Oh, yeah. Early ice is always good for fishing. Well, I'll write that down. That might be something <laughs> I, I'll, I'll remember that when I don't go ice fishing. It's, it's uh, You have to risk your life, but, you know. It's, is, is it, as I say, is it dangerous right now? I mean, it's warm no, out no, there. No, it, it feels no. dicey out there. No, it's only dangerous for people who push the limits. So Wow, look at the fish you got. That's a big-ass fish. I know. These are walleye. And this is, yeah, those are look at this walleye. guy. I mean, those, are, those are trophy walleye. Look at this guy catching fish. Good on you, man. Thank you. Was it dangerous? But, was, it was, but it's too warm now. You can't go up there now. It's going to be 50 degrees tomorrow. Nope. Nope. That doesn't matter. So, um, not that it doesn't matter, but the I ice think it is certainly not. I disagree with you. I think it matters. The, the ice is certainly not building at 50 degrees. I'll say that. And first off, I, I'm not a safety expert i gotta give a little disclaimer like don't go out on the ice based off of what i say (laughs) but generally speaking a day or two or five days of 50 degrees as long as the sun's not beating on it for a lot of hours in a day which this time of year it's not um the highs are also just for an hour or two a day um is not going to do anything to the ice um so it's not making it any more unsafe. A lot of people think rain is really bad for ice. If it's a really warm rain, maybe. Um, but otherwise, the rain's just going to sit on top until the temperatures dip below 32, and then it's just going to freeze and make the ice stronger. So even with the warm weather we've had lately, again, you have to be smart. Don't be the first person out there. That's a good rule of thumb. Um, you walk out with a heavy bar. You slam it down in front of you, and you th- you know throwing a – they call it a spud bar – Throwing a spud bar ahead of you, that will break through much before your body breaks through. Hmm. And the general rule of thumb is 
three inches is safe to walk on. The problem with three inches is you may then stumble upon one inch. Um, but everything I was on was seven, eight, nine inches. So more than double safe. So, Well, that's good to know. And thank you for that nice public service announcement because I actually had no idea how that worked. Yeah. So I'll give you that one. I'm playing golf on Saturday. Where? On December 23rd. A refuge scram, uh, refuge shotgun start. You know, I drove by a golf course today. Uh, it was Purple Hawk. And yeah. I was like, man, sure looks like people could be playing it. I'm surprised you could, nobody's uh, out you there. You could jump in on that. Uh, you should call my guys over at the refuge and jump into my group so that we can play a shotgun on Saturday. It's a scramble? Shotgun. No, just a shotgun. We're playing golf. You're but just playing golf. Yeah, just a golf round. But the problem is it's a, it's got to be shotgun because you can't take tee times. Yeah. You know, it's 11 a.m. shotgun. You fill up all 18 holes and we're playing golf. Huh. Are you gonna... On December 23rd, my man. Come on now. What's better than that? Are you going to have to bring a hammer? You know, I'm thinking about using my simulator tees and then just okay. putting some kind of weight in there so it doesn't go flying. Yeah. I feel like that's safe, right? Yeah, that's a great idea. I think that's the way to do it. Just get the simulator tees out. So we are actually having my wife's family over for Christmas that day, and we are full go pickleball mode. Like oh, told everybody, bring your stuff. It's going to be 50 degrees and nice out. I don't think the wind's supposed to be crazy. Wind's a big deal, as with golf, pickleball, many things. Um, but yeah. We the are, first uh, annual pickleball Christmas tournament. You may, who knows if you'll be able to get this again? Right. It might be the only, it might be the, the one annual. So the one, yeah. <laughs> the very special Christmas pickleball championship. It'll be that one annual. That's it could, or every, every El Nino. So maybe every five, yeah. six years you can get a pickleball champ. It's is like the Olympics. This El Nino deal that, right? is just an ice fisherman's nightmare again i was out ice fishing the last two days on very 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 safe ice caught my personal best walleye very happy about that but on january 11th i'm supposed to be ice camping for three nights on malax and that is in question and this damn el nino makes me so mad just want to scream <laughs> does not make me mad at all. It's making this winter fly right by. Seriously. And it's it's been it's been terrific so far. I mean, to think that we're almost already to January. It's it's making this winter go by and I'm not as miserable as I usually am around this time of year. The seasonal depression usually kicks my ass right around now. Yeah. I'm I'm I mean that that's palpable, right? We can yes. say that's a fact. Okay. I'm usually ready to drink gasoline and swallow a match by now. This is <laughs> uh this is great. I don't know if the Farmer's Almanac can dispel this because I have not looked into it, but what are the chances we get just punished after this? It's possible the because the temps are going to be warm enough because you know this. Well, actually, I don't know if you know this. I mean, you're not a freaking meteorologist here for crying out I'm loud. Not. But I, I, I don't think so because – I mean, it's possible, right? Because when it's below zero, that's when you don't get snow. You get snow when it's like 25, 30 degrees because that is – Right. Just it's warm enough to produce that kind of kind of weather. Um, we just haven't had it as of yet. Like it just feels like whenever it's going to rain, the temps in the 40s. And it's and so we haven't had the snow. We've had the rain. But I mean, all that's got to do. I mean, I think about like last Friday. Last Friday was rain all day long. Can you imagine what that was if the temp was just like 10 degrees less? 
it'd be yeah chaos yeah it's would, it, it utter chaos would you rather have 30 below or a foot of snow i guess i would rather have a foot of snow because right. i feel like a foot of snow melts you know what i mean that's what i've learned a foot of snow melts when it's cold though everything sucks everything sucks when it's minus 30 like the 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 roads don't clear cuz you get the ice ruts uh you know you don't have enough layers you just simply cannot get enough layers to make minus 30 workable you can't do it you can do it at 25 you can do it at 30 you can do it at 2015 but man you start to get up into that high wind chill area forget it you got no shot I don't know, man. I think we've, I think as a, as a species, we've adapted pretty well. We have heat in our homes. Well, yeah. Um, we have your favorite, DoorDash. Man, you can pound sand on that. I ain't doing DoorDash not once, not ever. DoorDash we sucks. We can s- stream all the movies we'd have to go out for. That's we fair. We have all the entertainment. Like what, I mean, what, what more do you need? You got to leave the house every once in a while, Tyus. You need civilization. You well, need simi- people. Right. Similarly, though, to how snow melts. You saw what happened during COVID. Warm. You lock these assholes in their house for two years and they act like a bunch of imbeciles. We still haven't recovered. We've got imbeciles out the ass. They're everywhere. I don't the think ad- that's changing. The adults and the children. Well, the children are actually better. I must say, this school year, the, the kids have been... It's it's a market improvement. The behavior stuff's coming along. The academics is still way behind, but the but the behavior's at least coming back around. The parents have lost their goddamn minds. <laughs> it's the adults that can't get it together. Do you look at what's going on out there? Yeah. Look at the look at the look at what you're reading in the media. I actually had people who got all bent out of shape because we changed the flag the flag in Minnesota and I'm like who gives a shit when was the last time you looked at the flag when was the last time you sat there and went boy I'm glad that Minnesota flag looks like that <laughs> never you oh, never pe- have people love you- to be upset my my old uh I don't know much about that specific issue because I, I don't know why they changed it. I just saw some stuff online about that they did change it. I, I'm okay with how it looks. It's fine. It's it not looks in tune fine. With it. I, I think the new one's boring. The old one's boring, but the old one's anyway. boring as hell. Who cares? <laughs> right. Just a blue flag with a seal on it. I mean, it looks like a police station's flag. We could do better than that. My old saying when I used to coach hockey is, "You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't." Right? You don't change it. People are mad. You change it. People are mad. You just can't please everybody. Ever. But my comeback would be like, if you can prove to me that you gave half a rat's ass about the old flag, I'll listen to the whining about the new flag. But if you can't do that, I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. It affects your life not one bit. Right. I can't comment because I don't know. Again, I don't know why they changed it. I don't know. Well, I think there was something in designs. the seal of the flag itself. I mean, I, I believe they probably changed it for political reasons, obviously, but I think there was something in the flag, in the seal, that they kind of just were like, eh, it's, pro- it's kind of old and dated and problematic, and let's just switch it up. Okay. Which, you know, I'm fine. Look, look, it's fine. Doesn't bother me at all. Change the flag. Make the flag more colorful. Shit. 
The Dallas flag's way more interesting. The Colorado flag's more interesting. Let's get an interesting flag for once. Dallas flag? What is this Dallas flag? Or the flag Texas, flag? Texas, the Texas flag. Texas flag is iconic. If, if you Lone Star flag. If you changed, uh, coming from a guy who knows a little bit about Texas and how proud they are to be from Texas, if you changed the Texas flag, you would have a an uprising. But that's my point. There is at least some tradition behind that flag. Like, you can at least, if you're Texas, you can be like, you know what? We love our Texas flag. When was the last time somebody draped themselves in a Minnesota flag? Jesus Christ, what are we talking about? I talked a little bit about this, but I went to a Texans tailgate. Yes. And uh, my brother-in-law, who I was with, put up his Texans flag. And above his Texans flag, you know, on the same pole, was the Texas flag. And he said, I fly the Texas flag above the Texans flag because without Texas, there's no Texans. That was what he said. Kind of cute. It's just proves your point. It's sound logic. I agree. I agree. And you know what? If people start waving a Minnesota flag because they like the way it looks now, hey, man, good on you. Fantastic. Enjoy yourselves. I'm fine with it. Doesn't bother me at all. The counter side of the argument is I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they did it before, and I don't think they'll do it now. I mean, that's, nobody gives half a rat's ass about it. Nobody cares. True. Like, nobody cares. Maybe somebody cares somewhere. And you know what? Maybe they'll move a few t-shirts with the flag on it, and hey, good on you if you do. You know, it's probably more t-shirts you would have moved than you would have had if you had the other flag. Good on nobody, you. Nobody cares, but people are going to say they care, right? That's the whole point. Well, that's just it. And uh, then... You know, well, I mean, I'll say this one last rant and then we'll get into some other stuff that's more fun. So I just got to get this out there. I, I, look, it's my show. I'm going to say say this. Look, there are a lot of teachers uh, that are currently working on a con- – they need to get a contract done in like 70 districts here in the state of Minnesota and I'm sure across the country. Just the amount of dicking around – that gets done to get these stupid deals done for teachers and for, for people who work in, in, in schools is just absolutely mind boggling. Um, it is unbelievable just how fast and loose people play with people's careers and lives and livelihoods and pocketbooks. And it, it drives me batty. And you know what, on top of this, and I'm just going to say this, you know, when districts sit at the beginning of the year in September and they talk about, oh, it's so great to have you here as a teacher and we couldn't do it without you and we mm-hmm. love you and blah, blah, blah. And then they turn around and offer a teacher a 1% raise or a 0% raise and they say, sorry, just got no money for you. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like you can take that and shove it up your ass. I am not having it anymore from anybody who works in a district office talking to a teacher that way. Refuse to listen to it because we all know it's garbage. We all know it's garbage. Here we sit six months into the, we're going to be five to six months into the school year. 70, 80 districts right now still do not have a contract. Get it done, people. Get it done. Stop screwing around with people. We've got rookie teachers and second year teachers who simply cannot afford to pay rent where they live. I mean, get it done. Come on, people. Stop screwing around. Can we get a little, what, what happened? You know, can we get a little, where's our compassion in this country? What's going on around here? There you go. I'm off my rocker. There you go. I said it. I'm done. It's your show. I said it. Say it. I said it. Thank you. I just wanted to get that out there. 
Also want to say this, Tyus. You ever been to a gymnastics meet? Uh, no, I've watched, uh, gymnastics. I, I, I actually really like gymnastics. Um, Me too. The Olympics, like the Olympics this summer, yep. I'll probably watch. A fair Love that. I watched, I watched the college national championships typically. Um, but no, I have not been to one. A high school, uh, one of my students is a high school gymnast and she, uh, was like, you know, I, I'd really like you to come to tonight's meet. I think it'd be great. Uh, you know, it'd be cool if you came and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I've, I haven't been. And so, you know what? I'll do it. If you invite, because if a student invites you, that's nice, right? If a student invites you, you should really try to make the effort to go. I think it buys you something. I really believe that. Um, so I went and I had a great time. It's, it's, it's fast paced. It moves quickly. Um, it, it's, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch. It, it, it's, it move like you got to keep your head on a swivel because you got events happening at different spots at all times. It's just nuts, but but I had a good time with it. It was great. It was, uh, it was fun. So I recommend folks, if you're looking for something to go watch, those girls would love support, you know, go watch your high school gymnastics events. I think that would be a terrific thing to go do. And, uh, I mean, basketball, hockey, those guys get all the love, you know, share a little bit around. It'd be great. I went to a swim meet in the, in the fall this year, cause I'm trying to get to different stuff. Had a great time at the swim meet. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I, I encourage you to mix it up and go to different things. Yeah, probably the sports where that where they'll notice that you're there. Yeah, I'd like Which to think matters. it bought me a little. I think like to think it bought me a little equity maybe in the school, and I had a great time. It was yep. a, it was a lot of fun. So I encourage people to go ahead and, and and do that. Support people in the community. Does Anoka have any super fans? Yeah, we have a guy named Superfan. <laughs> did he legally change his name to Superfan? I don't know if he did or not, but that's basically what he goes by is Superfan. Okay. And let me just say, the guy is um, elder statesman. Yep. He's literally at everything. Literally. I mean, every event. I don't know how he does it. I don't, I don't know how he pulls it off. But he's he sometimes every, in two places at once? I feel like he is. I feel like he's he's got some kind of magical superpower. He's like Wonder Twins. You know, Wonder Twin powers activate you know, in the form of twins. It's, it's, it's bananas to me. So tonight he's at the gymnastics event. The, I was doing the Blue Ox game the other day. When it's not even a high school event, and what's he doing? He's there doing stats. <laughs> it's like I looked at him. I go, "Do you ever go home? Like, what's going on? Do you live in your Civic? Do you live in your Honda Civic? I mean, I don't. I don't think he does. Does he have to pay to get into all of these events? No, he. That's how he gets in. He's like, he, oh. he basically does stuff, and he gets in. So okay. he'll run scoreboard at the high school games him. and do basketball. That's perfect. And he's like a historian. So if you go to him and you say like, hey, when was the last time Anoka, you know, played White Bear Lake and girls hockey? Well, that would have been 2001, Tim, when they played to a 2-2 draw, uh, blah, blah, blah. got a goal with eight and a half to go. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's like having your own chat GPT for Anoka sports. We used to have a super fan for uh, Spring Lake Park. He was, uh, I don't know whatever came of it, but he was, he was kind of a weird guy. I feel um, like every high school has right that that guy that's super fan yeah. right. That's why yeah, there's yeah, you gotta have one if you want to be successful. Well, you have to if you're, you know, if 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 you want to sell that you have a fan base, right? Sure. Like every fan, like even the NFL guys, they've got those loyal guys. Like, what do the Vikings have? They have obviously like. They have the suit the guys. Yeah, they got the suit guys, the Blues Brothers looking guys. They got yep. those guys who seem to be at every game. 
Yep. They got that fireman guy for the Jets who's a doorknob. And yeah, fire, yeah, fireman Ed. And they got the dude in a barrel for the Broncos for years. The hogs, the dog pound. You got to have super fans. Yeah. What do they call those guys? The Scolgers? Scolgers, yeah. The Scolgers, which is the stupidest thing. Oh, <laughs> what are we doing? With this, come on, with the Scolgers. Not, and you have to be like inducted in and you got to do all these initiations and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> pass. You, yeah, you got to wear underwear on the outside or something. Like, I, I don't know what the hell they have to do, but it feels like a lot of work just yeah. to be a fan of the football. Like, I'll just stay home. Thanks. Thanks right. anyway, though. This was yep. great, but I'll just stay home. Oh, Tyus. Exactly. <laughs> 20 minutes into the pod. Uh, I did beat you two weeks ago when we played. I just wanted you to know that. Um, beat the are hell t- out of you, actually. I mean, are it we wasn't, tied? Wasn't, uh, yeah, I think we are tied again. Um, so this is epic. It's an epic battle down to the... But I wanted to play a little game with you first before we got to picks. And maybe we'll make a, f- make, make a few picks afterwards. We're not going to do the Thursday night game because we started this pod too late and the game's going on. Yep. So we're not going to do that. We're going to throw that one out. I want to play a little game with you called, well, we're going to start with head coaches. So we're going to call this fired one more year, extend him. So fire one more extend. So I'm going to give you a coach and I want you to tell me, are we, should we fire him? Should we give him one more year or should we extend him long-term? Are we ready? I mean, can we be extending coaches that are already extended or is this coach? If I bring them up, you say, yeah, sign them, sign them long-term, like get them, get them locked in here for a long time. Okay. But I'm going to try to find coaches that are sort of in the middle. Right. So here we go. I'll start with one like this. Uh, Let's go. Mike Tomlin. Oh, I wanted to start hard. Right out of the gate, something comp, something yeah. difficult. This, yeah, this is hard. I think some people would argue it's not. It, it for me, it depends what what lens are you looking at it through. Are you looking at it through? You have no reason to fire this person. Look at the success they've had. He has Super Bowls. He, we think his team respects him. If you had asked me six weeks ago, I'd have said unequivocally yes. His wide receivers um, don't block. <laughs> or are you looking at it like you know? At some point, you got to make a change, right? It's been a while since he's won a Super Bowl. There's been a lot of kind of mediocrity. They haven't had great teams in a while. Um, But the tiebreaker here for me is just going to be that, hey, they went from a legendary quarterback who won and took them to multiple Super Bowls in Ben Roethlisberger, okay? So... Give him whatever credit you want to give him out of that. Either way, he was a part of that success. And not I wouldn't call it a dynasty, but I certainly would call it sustained success with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I would agree with that. This is a coming from that success, this is essentially his first quarterback in Kenny Pickett. And I don't mm-hmm. think Kenny Pickett is good. And I think that Kenny Pickett is going to fail, probably be a backup quarterback. And Mitch Trubisky's um, much worse. And but that's not his that's not his draft pick or anything like that. No, right? of course I think not. they picked up Trubisky as a you know as an insurance policy or as a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they I think they missed on Kenny Pickett. Um, Kenny Pickett also was not a top ten pick. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. So like seventeenth pick, something like that. Yeah. Um, if he was a brand new coach going into Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett was this guy. He swore they they traded up. Fine. 
then then you're kind of going <clears> to <throat> die on that hill. But I think he deserves one stinker. And I think he deserves another shot at drafting the next quarterback um, or moving the team in another direction. So I'm going to say um, extend. Not one more year because what I'm talking about can't be done in one year. I think he deserves to... Uh, you know, for us to see what's what's post Kenny Pickett because of the success he had prior. So he's he's been there 17 years, and I'm a big believer that 10 is usually the max. Now, Belichick has obviously proven that otherwise, and now Andy Reid is already up to, I think, 11 in Kansas City. So, and Tomlin's on 17 in Pittsburgh. So maybe there's something to be said for my number. Maybe that number should be bigger now or whatever, but I always felt like things start to maybe get a little stale, you know, around year 10, year 12. I mean, what was it about 12, 13 years that Andy Reid lasted in Philadelphia and it got a little stale and they ran him out. And, um, and I just, I, I look at what the wide receivers don't block. It feels like there's always attitudes, always attitudes. It just never feels like there's peace and harmony at least the last few years, whether it's Antonio Brown, whether it was Le'Veon Bell, whether it was now it's George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, who, by the way, haven't done a goddamn thing in this league. And uh, for them to walk around, you know, it, it is the opt. It is the the classic definition of woke up on third and thought they hit a triple. Like that's exactly what this is. They are they have not proven anything, and yet they refuse to block. And they refuse to play winning football. Um, I gotta, I gotta say, fire. I gotta say, Ooh, fire. That's your uh, guy. I, and, and I love Tomlin. And I think Tomlin would get hired in two seconds. And do I think rightfully so? Yeah, I do. I do think rightfully so. I think he could go to another place where he could wipe the slate. He could clear the deck, start over fresh, like Andy Reid did. Andy Reid went to Kansas City, and it was like fresh start. Just start over, clear the deck, and let's just begin again. And it worked, right? It like rejuvenated him. It re-energized him. It got, you know, it was like, oh, it's it's fresh air. That's what I think he needs. 17 years in one building, I just think some fresh air is needed for him, for Pittsburgh, for everybody involved. You know, if he goes, say he goes to LA, not Belichick, say if they become available and you hire Mike Tomlin with Justin Herbert as a quarterback and he can go and get an offensive coordinator that he believes in, whether it's Kellen Moore, he keeps Kellen Moore, somebody else. Wouldn't you not feel better about that situation if you were Mike Tomlin? Totally upgrade your situation, get a fresh start somewhere else, living, you know, living in LA might be a good thing. I'm a hard pass on Kellen Moore. I'm just as an OC is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying you want him as a head coach. Cowboys offense idea. got a lot better and the Chargers offense got a lot worse. So fair. Take That's, it for I mean, So I, I guess I would, I mean, you could talk me into one more year. I just don't know what one more year buys me. Right. I, I agree with you there. It, it can't be one more year because well, I mean, what's, what's going to be different next year? Yeah, what can you change in a year and probably not much? So I agree with you. You either need the long-term extend or you got to let them go. Yep. I think it's that simple. Here's one for you. Uh, Sean McDermott, fire one more extend. He might be the most mysterious 
coach in the NFL, right? For I agree a, with that. For a franchise that gets a lot of um, accolades or attention, if you want to call it, small market, but nobody would say that the Bills are overlooked or underrated or anything Certainly like not. that. But you just really can't put your finger on how much of that is is Sean McDermott. Is that Josh Allen? Is that some of those guys they have on defense? Is that Stephon Diggs? Or is that good coaching? I mean, he was there throughout. He was their head coach throughout the entire rise of Josh Allen. When Josh Allen went from, you know, a, a big arm, loose, raw talent to, you know, budding MVP candidate. I know Zach would laugh me off the face of the earth for that one, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so this one is probably more difficult to to gauge than the last one. Um, I am going to say, because I do think that there's enough there, um, talent-wise, um, it seems like they have leadership. Um, I really like Josh Allen. I just, I, I know he has his warts. I know he can get loose with the ball. I think he was, I think he was, um, I don't think he was healthy last year. I think the elbow, made, you know, was really bothering him. Um, he seems better under the new coordinator, though, like when they fired yeah, Ken Dorsey. It seemed, everything seems to be a little bit better. I think there's enough there outside of Sean McDermott that I do think that, you know, if they brought in a smart hire, it wouldn't have to be the greatest coach in the history of the world. I think the team would be, I don't think the team would get worse. Um, it certainly could get better. So I'm going to go with fire. I, I just, I haven't, I've thought that they were one of the best teams and they have yet to make it to the Super Bowl. And I feel like that window is closing, maybe. Mm. Um, certainly from a salary cap standpoint, I think that Stefan Diggs is going to be on his way out because that's just who Stefan Diggs is, unfortunately. Yeah, you got the feeling there's too much smoke there for there to not oh. be. I mean, fire, it's right? same same as it was with the Vikings. This is now the third year in a row that there's questions about like, is he happy? Is he sending? You know, is certainly he never seems happy. Things no, yeah, never seems happy. And sure, sure enough. This just feels a lot like it did in Minnesota, and then all of a sudden the season ended, and he forced his way out. Um, but I'm going to say fire because I think that this would be a, a an easy hire. I think there's it's a desirable position with the quarterback and the core players, and I think this team could potentially be a lot better. Certainly from a game planning standpoint, um, it's you know not having recency bias of what just happened this past weekend. In general, I feel like the team could be better prepared. Smells um, like a kind of a good Belichick destination if that was the case, wouldn't it? Kind of feels like one of those. Yeah, do you think he would handcuff these guys too much? I don't know. You know, that's a great question. Um, and again, do they want a defensive guy? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I'm kind of in the one more for him because I do think there was a lot of heat, the 9-11 stuff, the articles that came out, the kind of the – I do think there's some stuff behind the scenes there where the guys maybe don't like him. Who knows what his vibe is with the quarterback? I don't think we know that. Um uh, I, I mean, he's fired coordinators. Um, it, it's just, it's usually never a good sign when that happens. So I'm going to say one more, but I wouldn't be surprised if they said that too. Like if they lost a playoff game or they didn't make the playoffs or something like that, they said, screw that. We need to make a change. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, do a couple of, I, th I think, let's see, Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. Do a couple more here. Yeah, I think he's done enough. Um, they've consistently been perennially a, pl a playoff uh, participant or contender. And we're really in the first year of 
their quarterback situation. So I wouldn't, unless you're looking to get away, which they very well may be, um, unless you're looking to get away from the defensive kind of conservative approach and go young, new, offensive, right? We, we know the names. We know, you know, we're talking about KOC. We're talking about Sean McVay. We're talking about um, Spicoli, right? Yep. <sighs> Other than that, I would say we're probably in the ballpark of of one more year or extend. But See, certainly I, one more year cuz I think we'll know a lot about Kenny Pickett or not Kenny Pickett, Will Levis, yep. and we'll know we'll know a lot about, you know, can this work? Is he the best person to develop a quarterback? Is that I'm not so sure. Um, you know, I'm not so sure he would be the guy you'd want to be your coach and have the number 1 overall draft pick. Um you know, you talk about quarterback whispers. He's probably the opposite of that. I don't think he likes to take outside input. I think he likes. He's kind of a little bit like Belichick, right? He's he's kind of Belichick's brainchild a little bit. I'm glad you brought First that one. up. Because what do you think of mm. the idea? Because I think they would give him one more. I think if you give it to Tennessee, I think they'd say one more. But I got the feeling that Vrabel will want to take a look around at the end of the off at the end of the season. You think? So? And what if New England became open? You get the vibe that I think yeah. like somebody like Kraft would be interested in a guy like Vrabel. That's the interesting one. Generally, like you stated earlier, I don't think there's a whole lot of organizations out there that are going to target a defensive coach. Um, I think they'll entertain a defensive coach, but I don't think they're going to go out there and target them. Um, so New England certainly could be the difference. But also you have to keep in mind, Belichick is a defensive coach. Um, yeah. I know he kind of does it all, right? That's kind of been his thing. Um, but don't you think maybe Robert Kraft is looking to, you know, don't you think he's kind of looking at the, you know, the other guy's girlfriend and thinking, ah, you know, young, Could be. offensive. And if you're um, a defensive coach and you're right, it's an offensive coach's league right now. And well, you have a job. Wouldn't that be why you, it? wouldn't that be why you part with Belichick is because you kind of want to go completely in the other direction, not go with Belichick 2.0. It's kind of interesting, too, that we've named three coaches and the three coaches are all defensive-minded coaches that are kind of on this hot seat. And obviously, we haven't even talked about Belichick yet. Which, by the way, Bill Belichick, fire one more or extend. Yeah, I certainly would not say one more year. I certainly, um, I don't think I'd say extend yeah. because he's 72. Yeah. It's hard for me to want to give like five more years to Belichick. I probably go fire. I don't know that I trust him to draft the next quarterback. I think he, I just think he, I'm not trying to overthink it. Um, trying not to. Um, but I don't know that he values the same things that many of these offensive minds do. Mm. Uh, he wants obedience. He wants ball control. And it's I like think regular the dominatrix, like they're the way you bring that up. I mean, yeah, just <laughs> obedience and ball control. I think that Belichick the crafts, is the dominatrix of the I, NFL. <laughs> I think the Crafts want to draft the face of the franchise and market the shit out of them. That's what I think they want. I, I, think I definitely that's think why you move to on. that. Yeah, and I definitely think like you're you're right about that. Is like if he stays, you're not going to be able to like like force a GM upon him, right? So like he you, and you yet you have a hard time going to him saying hey this year uh, you can't make the picks we got to make the picks uh, this isn't working none of your guys panned out this year we need we need more 
Um, so you're right. I definitely think that he'll probably be more of a fire. I would lean one more year. I just got that vibe, but yeah, I, I don't think you can extend. And I, I, I think fire makes a lot of sense at this point. And it's not because you hate him or you want to, but because you, you got to find a way to make some inroads here. And there's just not a lot of talent on the offense. I'll give you a couple. Let's do some rapid fires, some okay. quick ones, and then we'll get to picks. Um, Todd, Todd Bowles. Fire. Kind of with you there, too. Actually, I might be one more on Todd Bowles, and I don't think he's good, but they're doing enough, especially if they win this week. Robert Sala. One more year. I'm there, too. One yeah. more. With you there. I'm not firmly either side of the spectrum there. I'm firmly on one more year. Matt Eberflus. <clears throat> fire. Yeah, I think I'm fire too. Yeah. I, think I'm, I, I think I'm fire too. Similarly to McDermott, I just don't think I don't think you're gonna get rid of him and greatly regret it. Revere is a fire. We agree on that, so we're not even gonna right. entertain that one. Um, let's see if I can ask you a couple more. Do you think Antonio Pierce keeps the job in Las Vegas? Yeah. I think yeah, that I think so too. I think that players rallied around Pit Boss Rich, but not like this, right? That was a little bit manufactured. They were in line for a playoff spot. Um, the players really seem to like him, unless they just say, you know what, I, the the track record's just not there. Hang tight, be our defensive coordinator, whatever job you want. We're just not ready to give you that title yet. Um, but I lean towards yes. And Pit Boss Rich didn't have like the name brand that Antonio Pierce kind of has, like a Super Bowl winner, a uh, big time player when he was playing. You know, he doesn't have that. And Pit Boss Rich didn't have that gravitas, right? But, right. but, but clearly, clearly, I think Antonio Pierce does enough, right? To at least maybe warrant that. Arthur Smith. Fired. I Man. think so too. Fired. I, mean, I agree. He's the second best coach at losing games in the NFL. Or no, now he's the best. He's the best now. <laughs> I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. How about uh, Brian Dable? Um, I think you fire him. I, I'm one I, more. I, I'm a one I, more on that. Okay. Yeah, and I wouldn't argue with that. Um, certainly would not extend. Um, but a lot of what you've said is true. The 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 whining and just just the. Just the way he acts kind of rubs me the wrong way. And, and and there's kind of two sides of the coin there. There's what would I do if I was the GM and what would I want if I was a fan? If That's I was true. a fan, I would want him fired. Similarly, going back to um, Antonio Pierce, if I was a fan, I wouldn't want Antonio Pierce. Um just because I, I just don't think he's there yet. And if you're a Giants um, fan, but that's the thing. You can't listen to the Giants fans. They want uh, Tommy Cutlets to play quarterback for the next 20 years there in New York. You know, get what are you doing with the Daniel Jones? He looked good last week, right? Sure did. Yeah, boy, that was a rough, that was a rough one for old Tommy. Although, <laughs> yeah. can, can we also say I've had a, I've had a, an ass full of Tommy and his agent and his parents <laughs> and, and the whole thing. I've had a, just a total ass full of it. Don't need to hear anymore. You know what I've also had too much of? Hmm. Backup quarterbacks or unproven quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks playing like one or two good games and people saying like, oh, this yep. is the future. It's yep. like, all right, come on. I, I gave a full-fledged uh, apology yep. of Josh Dobbs on the podcast. A full right. mea culpa. A full right. mea culpa. I was wrong. I mean, I we let... were ready to say Will Levis was the next Tom Brady. 
after one game. Yeah, I um, you know, like I said, I I just I'm blinded. I'm old. I don't see as well as I used to. Um, you know, again, significantly behind in my intimacy. I mean, I just am not seeing it clearly right now. I've got a lot of got a lot of stuff going on. Just saying. My, my father-in-law bought a an authentic NFL shop Josh Dobbs jersey. <laughs> what do you think he could sell that for? A couple, two, three cents? Maybe. They um, I, I actually went to Shields in Eden Prairie. Little do a little Christmas shopping. Couple yeah, it's a great store, isn't it? And they had all of their all their pastronaut shirts, oh. all their Josh Dobbs jerseys, 75% off. I just I feel for the kid. I really oh, do. Oh, for sure. I just but, feel. But he's him. a freaking. Those the, the last like five the last five throws that he threw in Vegas. I text you. I think I text Ryan or whatever. I'm like, he's got to get out of the game. Yeah, you can't make throws like that and stay in the game. Cannot you you right. you? So, um, I, as much as I want to back him up, I just can't. Right. Um. All right. You ready to do some picks? Yeah. Let's do it. The thing uh, was fun. That was fun. That was a good bit. Yeah, we'll try that with quarterbacks, I think, next yeah. week. So I think the quarterback conversation is even more interesting. Yeah. Because now we have all these second stringers, third stringers, all these guys you've talked about, which now I think is a referendum on the quarterbacks, too, the starters. You have to look around and start saying, like, all right, we need to think about how we invest here in this and, and yeah. look into that. I'm, I'm just going to play predictor here. I don't think there's going to be a lot of extendum if that's, if that's the category of quarterbacks we're looking at, just based off of how I feel about all these – you know, flash in the pan quarterbacks. It's going to be a lot of, uh, yeah, do you maybe. side with me when we talked about this on fest with the Festivus pod about, you know, if you want to get the, if you want to cut the injuries down, you know, we can talk about the turf and all this stuff. That's whatever it's Thursday night games. And it's the fact that we're passing the ball 45 times a game and the injuries continue to happen on pass blocking. It's not happening you know, if you drop your quarterback back 45 times, that's 45 times you could get hit. If you drop him back 25 times, that's already 20 less possible attempts on his life, basically. Uh, we, we've, they hit harder 20 years ago, and guys were less hurt. Now, you could argue that they had, you know, a lot of neurological issues afterward. I can't yeah. dispute that. I, I cannot dispute that. But I also think you cannot dispute I think we had less injuries to major stars. We had, uh, I think, a better a better product. And I thought the game was far more physical and entertaining. And it really, truly felt like the game had a balance, right? Wide yep. receivers were important. Tight ends were important. Running backs were important. Offensive line was important. Quarterback. Everybody was important. Now it's just the quarterback. And please just have somebody to throw to. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like you could get by. Yeah, I, I used to be firmly on the 82 games in a year camp. Like, come on, more the better. Let's water it down. Like, let's play as many games as possible. The season's too short. And the injuries, certainly less games would limit the injuries. There's there's just no argument about that. right? If they it's eliminated just... Thursday night games... Or if they only did, like, they used to do Thursday night games in the past, but it was like half the season. It was like an eight-game package. You had to earn your way to that spot, kind of like Monday Night Football, right? It was sort of like, you know, they didn't just put a bunch of shit teams on Thursday night. Like, you kind of had to earn it. Right. Uh, And they started doing it, like, at, you know, 
I don't know, it was maybe either they did it early in the season and didn't do it late or they did it late in the season and didn't do it early. I'm trying to remember how they did it exactly. But part of me feels like if you did it, you know, in the middle of the season and you kind of like started it a little before Thanksgiving, ended it a little after, like we'd get our Thursday night fix and we wouldn't have to do all of this. We could pick good matchups, do those games be done. Let's eliminate... I know they won't do this because there's too much money, but eliminate Europe, stop going to Brazil, stop going to Mexico City, stop going to London, stop going to Germany, just stop all that. Stop making your players travel thousands upon thousands of miles to play a game in bunch of bunch uh, in in a stadium that nobody cares. Like and stop. force them to act like they're happy to be there. Yeah, and force them to be really excited about it. Just like stop, just stop. And go to six, go back, get rid of your Thursday night games or limit your Thursday night schedule. Go, go back to 16 games with two buys and still play your 18 weeks. Why can't we do that? Yeah, I'm with you. I was just having a conversation the other day about what, like, if you're, if you're running the NFL, what do you do? Like the injuries are an issue. Um, and a couple things you've pointed out. I think would would certainly help. Um, I don't know how you force teams to run the ball. Yeah, that's just um, it. You can't force them to run the ball. But if we're playing one less game and we're not traveling as much and there's no Thursday night games, and I mean, make it up some other way. Yeah, you know, give Amazon all the Saturday games when the college football season ends and give them Saturday. four or five Saturday. Monday night games. Yeah, I... I the the best solution I could come to was we have to figure out a way to develop more than just twenty or twelve really good quarterbacks and close that gap on you know the thirteenth quarterback and the twelfth or the backups and the starters like I, I don't that's not an easy solution but you certainly have to look at that. When do we go to flag football? Oh God, It'd be a sad day. <laughs> I don't know. Twenty-five years. This is going to be flag football. Maybe they can go to flag football the day I die, and I, that's fine. Won't bother me. There you go. No, well, you nothing will bother you at that point. <laughs> You're dead. True. Just saying. All right, let's do picks. Okay, starting with some Saturday games. Uh, we're coming up right around the corner. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's getting two. Cincinnati on the road. Yeah, I hated, hated, hated what Jake Browning said about, you know, you should have never cut me. <laughs> you were an undrafted free agent out of college. You looked terrible. You looked like you had a noodle arm. Forgive us. You took that person. You took that personal. He oh, took it personal. God, I would, well, I'll do whatever you got to do. But he's looked pretty good. Um I certainly like him all. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to play this week. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals, the Bungles. I have Cincinnati as well. I, I just think Pittsburgh looks cooked. They got Mason Rudolph, who looks like he's going to start. Uh, I just think there's no joy in Mudville right now. They don't, they don't. Mike Tomlin said it best in his last press conference. We don't do anything well enough. That's cons- We don't do anything that resembles winning football. Turn the ball over too much. We don't tackle. We don't block. We don't score. That's usually not a good recipe to win. No. 
And you just they just look like they're cooked. They just look completely cooked. I'm taking Cincinnati and the fighting Jake Brownings. Um, Buffalo at L.A. The Chargers are getting 12 with your guy Easton Stick. Which, again, I think in your garage, there are three or four Easton Sticks. You think only three or four? I think maybe you got a dozen Easton Sticks in your yeah, garage. At least a dozen. What is more useful, the Easton Sticks in your garage or Easton Sticks for the Easton Stick for the Chargers? Oh, the ones in the garage for sure. They're, they never let me down. Yeah. 100%. Rusty, sturdy. Just reliable sure. as gonna, hell, the old Easton gonna, Stick. And I'm going to get some use out of them at some point. Whether it's making a chair, you know, it might not be might not be hockey. It might be your new Adirondack chair, all those Easton sticks. It certainly won't be football. It's not gonna help me with football. That I can say. Very to, connect fair. These, to connect the previous game, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a good coach away from being the Los Angeles Chargers. There's just not a lot of gravitas, not a lot of excitement. Not I don't think the players uh are uh are all that motivated. We finally got Brandon Staley fired though. They finally listened to us on this podcast. Finally. God, if he, you guys were talking about him being Packers or Vikings offensive coordinator, please not the Vikings. Please the Packers. <laughs> um, anyway, he could be good. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I'm going with the Bills here. I, I, I can't, even though the line is ridiculously big, I can't choose a team that's given up on their coat. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they can score, and I don't know if they can stop anybody. Although, what if they win this week without the coach and it's the Bud Kilmer theory? It's back. That's what if, you know, but it's not going to happen. I'm kind of there with you. What if Kellen Moore truly is like the Wonderkind and they win by 15 points? They just slaughter the Bills. Boy, that would be something. How about Indy versus Atlanta? Falcons are one point favorites over the Colts. I took the Colts. I'm just going to come out and say it. Colts, you're going to give me a point. Uh, against that ratty team, with even with Taylor Heineke starting, I'm taking that. Give yeah, me Indy. Colts. Taylor Heineke stinks. Colts, nothing more to say. 100%. Green Bay at Carolina. You want The Falcons stink so bad that they let Carolina beat them. Uh, Carolina's getting five from Green Bay. Yeah, Carolina stinks. Even though they don't have a first-round draft pick to play for, uh, I'm going to go with the Packers here. Me too. That means we've agreed on the first four. Damn it. This is going to get tough. What if, it, what if it came down to one? Wouldn't that be? That could be something. That'd be something. That, that Probably not going to happen. That could be interesting stuff right there. All right. Next one. Um, the Cleveland Browns through smoke, mirrors, magic, and Joe Flacco. Take on the Houston Texans. Texans are getting two and a half. Kevin Stefanski might be coach of the year. I don't know how they're doing it. They're on like their fourth quarterback. Yeah, it sounds like Stroud's not going to play again. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it, does it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns here. God damn it. I have Cleveland too. <laughs> yeah, I've got Cleveland as well. Joe Flacco, they're just finding a way. They yeah. should not have won that game. And the Darnell Mooney had it in his hands in the end zone and he kicked it into one of the Browns' hands. Like only the Bears and then the Browns getting that kind of luck. Yeah. I mean, what's serendipity? Detroit versus Minnesota in the most important game of my fantasy football season. 
the Vikings are getting three from the Lions. Yeah. In a whiteout. Ooh, it's a whiteout. They're going to be wearing white helmets. I think Detroit wins this game by double digits. Wow. Really? Yeah. I just, I think this is the point in the season where the Vikings fall apart, right? It's been a little bit of a, a house of cards. And uh, this feels like the time. Leaked a little oil last week when they coughed up that game to the Bengals. It makes you start yep. to wonder if maybe they yep. see the, you know, maybe some tea times are getting made down in Florida. It's just no, kind of a long line it. of, right, they've they've stacked up some wins since Kirk Cousins has been gone. But it took so much energy. When you start yeah. one in five and you fight back like that and then you lose your quarterback, it's just hard to sustain. Well, yeah, if, if you're if – you're, Flores in this game, you're thinking, all right, I did what I did. But now there's 14 games of tape. I don't have a 15th game plan, right? At this point, I think the Lions know what's coming their way. I think they know how to stop Nick Mullins. Um, I think they'll be able to outscore us either way. Um, And yeah, Lions by, by 10. I also have Detroit. To cover the three points and win. God this damn it. Could, this could be good. The Washington Cobra Commanders in the waning days of Ron Rivera take on Robert Sala and the New York Jets. Jets are giving three. They're three-point favorites. Do we even know who's going to play quarterback? It's going to be your guy, Trevor Simeon? Probably, yeah. Good God. It's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. I know that. You made that pretty clear. <laughs> I will not be watching this game. I just want to say. I was going to say, John will be watching this game. Because John loves the Jets through and through. It does not matter if they stink. He was watching them last week when the Dolphins were absolutely putting the tea bag on them. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> who's going to be playing quarterback for the Commanders? Is it still Sam Howell? No, who's the, who was it? No, it was a uh, freaking Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett came in and actually... Let the world on fire, which again, let's Why not overreact Why did the Jets trade here. for Jacoby Brissett? Somebody. Um, Who do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the commanders. I'll take Jacoby Brissett over Trevor Simeon. We finally disagreed. I'm taking the Jets for some stupid reason. I don't know why I did that. Wrote down the Jets because I'm just like, oh, the defense, bro. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, the Jets fucking suck. But then so do the Commanders. I, maybe, I, our, I, maybe our entire week is going to come down to this Jets-Commanders game, and I will Which is be an dialed. absolute disgrace. If that maybe is the case. Maybe I'll have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings or, or subscribe to NFL yeah. Sunday Ticket just if, to if, see this If game. that is the case, I want you to come here and do the Monday pod with Zach and, uh, and Ryan and then do Peak Cinema next week if that's what it comes down to. Because, I mean, okay. good God. Okay. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tennessee hosts Seattle and Tennessee's getting two and a half. We think Gino is going to be back finally, right? Yeah. I, it seems I like for it. one was not as impressed with Locke as everyone the, Well, else the was. fact that they stole that game with Drew Locke, I mean, that was a just, that's Christmas. You want to talk about a Christmas gift early? That's what that was. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Titans at home here. See, the problem is the Tennessee Titans are not wearing their Oilers jerseys. Yeah. Which, by the way, they did that against the Texans last week. Kind of an FU move, isn't that it? That is an FU move. Yep. It created a little bit of a stir. It might have been a 
might have rattled some cages. Either way, it doesn't matter. They need to wear those jerseys full time because those jerseys kick ass. Um, I've got Seattle. I got Seattle winning the game. Uh, I just I think that win was a buoying win, and I need them to win to get in the playoffs so we can keep our eliminator alive in the Monday night. So I got to stay. I got to stay on Seattle. All right. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. After throttling the Packers, they're home against Jacksonville, and it's a pick'em. I'm taking the hotter team. Tampa Bay is the hotter team. They're hotter at home as well. Yeah. Can't go Jacksonville here. Jacksonville's they got, 500 in the United States. Yeah. They got like they're, they they're got 2 0 uh, in Europe. Earn their way here. back into my good graces. Yeah. Like, Trevor Lawrence is not having a good year. No. Like, he's just not. And I, I'm not ready to say, like, give up on him or anything here, but that'll be an interesting conversation for uh, cut one more extend. Yeah. Just hasn't been a very good year for Lawrence. No. The Arizona Cardinals against the Chicago Bears. And the Bears are four-point favorites. I don't really care who wins. Um, <laughs> I think Kyler Murray You're not has... the James Conner guy? What? what are you talking about? Kyler Murray and Justin Fields both have a lot to play for. I think Murray's been frisky, and uh, I think... Uh, Justin Fields has been pretty frisky the last few weeks too. Yeah. Do we like though Kyler Murray in the cold on a on a probably a terrible Soldier Field surface? I'm going to go with the Bears purely because it's in Chicago. I'm taking the Bears as well. I actually think Justin Fields has played decent. Yeah. Over the last like four or five weeks, like he's played adequate football. Where if the Bears don't want to keep him, somebody got to snatch that kid up in a hurry. Like. Especially like, I mean, I think about it. If you're New England or if you're Pittsburgh or if you're one of these teams that's looking at your ratty quarterback, if you're, if you're Atlanta and you're looking at Desmond Ritter, would you rather have Justin Fields? Yeah, for sure. I, I think I would. Yeah. Cause I've seen Desmond Ritter. Like I know what that is. I've seen Kenny Pickett. I know what that is. I've seen Mac Jones. I've seen Zach Wilson. I've seen a lot of these guys. I'm with you. I'll take the bears. Uh, Dallas against Coach Spicoli and the Miami Dolphins. The fish are getting one and a half. There's a lot of interest in this game. There's going to be a lot of eyes, and I think that Dallas is really trying to. Um, they got to win it. They have to the win map. it to prove that they're legitimate. Yep, and I think they will. I think they're the better team. Um, you know, they're playing on, on a grass surface, which which isn't good for them. Um, but but I, it's hot out. Yeah, I still think they'll be fine. I think I think that uh, they're going to win. Yeah, it's interesting because neither of these two teams really have a a great win. You know, well, I mean, I take that back. Dallas has great wins, but they're all at home. So it's one of those things where Dallas needs a road win and Miami needs just like a skin. They need a good win in their pocket so that they can kind of say, hey, yeah, we're good, you know. So... It's, it should be an interesting game. I'll take Miami because Dallas on the road just hasn't proven they can do it yet. And until I see that, I got to take the home team in those matchups. I just do. So I will take Tua, Waddle, hopefully a healthy Tyreek Hill, and off we go. Sidebar, have you been watching Hard Knocks? I have with not. With the Dolphins? have not. I should, though. You should. Um, 
Spicoli seems interesting. Yeah. Like whenever they cut away to him, like I feel is. like he's likable. Yeah, you'll you'll be able to see why um he's successful. My overarching feeling about the you know the the series and how I feel about him is that it's what he does is not sustainable. Not necessarily from the standpoint of, you know, he's very inventive, he's very um creative. I think he knows football very, very well. The issue I have with his coaching style is he's much too buddy buddy with his players and he puts himself on their level too much. Um, I think the players, I think it's refreshing for the players. Uh, I mean, he has a lot of players from Alabama who played for Nick Saban, right? Talk about polar opposites. No kidding. I just don't think it's sustainable. I think eventually it's going to bite him in the butt. Um, when he really has to lay into these guys, I don't think they're going to respect him. Um, doing that so isn't that kind of like any coach though because i mean they always say like hard asses wear out too like he got an ass full of mike zimmer after like four or five years and i think you have to have a healthy balance and i just don't think that the way he runs his operation i don't think there's any going back to that and all of a sudden asserting your authority that's um, true and you know playing that card i don't think he has that card to play yeah, I think Shannon Sharp talked about that with Tomlin. We're like, you know what? You let Antonio Brown rule the roost and Plexico Burris rule the roost and Le'Veon Bell. And once you tolerate that when you're winning, uh, you can't you can't go back on it when you start losing. Right. And so like it's just sort of the culture that's created. And it's great when it works, right? But it sucks just a little bit when it doesn't. And you might be right. You you might totally be right. Denver, New England. Denver hosting New England. Sean Payton looked like he was going to put Russell Wilson in a chokehold last week. <laughs> and uh, Bill Belichick looks like he's being choked. I don't like Sean Payton, but I would have loved to see him put Russell Wilson in a chokehold. I don't like Russell Wilson. The The overarching thing here is... Country. Let's ride, baby. <laughs> Let's ride, baby. Listen to him cook. <laughs> I think he's going to cook this week. Um I think he's a scared little boy. I do think he's afraid of Sean Payton. I think he'll respond to the way he's been being treated. I think he'll knock him back a peg. And I have a hard time believing that these players are going to play hard for Bill Belichick, knowing that uh, the reports that are out there, which I do think are correct. Um, So it's Broncos, uh, Broncos country, Broncos ride, baby. I'll take the Broncos as well. Go Broncos country. Let's ride, baby. (laughs) We're going to let Russ cook. Yep. Mmm, smell that. Dangerous. Yeah, that's nice. Anyway, I'm with you there. I, I think Denver wins that game. Uh, New England, I mean, they're going to play hard. I, have, I mean, New England just does. They've played well defensively, but they just don't have the offensive firepower. And it was a nice win over Pittsburgh a few weeks ago, whatever, but uh, I just don't see it. I mean, they got they got beat up pretty good by Kansas City. They just looked like they were clearly two scores worse than just about most teams in the league. So give me Denver. Vegas at Kansas City on Christmas Day, Monday uh, Monday football. Uh, Ten-point dogs they are to Kansas City. The Chiefs are ten-point favorites. T. Swizzle, is she going to be in the house? Because it seems like now she's everywhere. She's every well, she, week. And the question is, is what kind of baked good is she going to make for the team before the game? Yeah, do you think she makes like some peanut butter blossoms, or do you? Think it's got to be good? something Christmas for them. Yeah, maybe traditional she just, Christmas sugar cookies. Yeah, I think that's probably what she does. Is just some good old standard sugar cookies. You think just she a little? She made that whatever she made. 
You think she actually did it? I think it's possible that she did. She comes from those down-home southern roots. Isn't she from the Midwest? No, she's from the South. Like, she's from Tennessee, I think. Remember, she did country. Yeah, I don't think she's from Tennessee, though. I think yeah, but I think like- she... Be- yeah, because I heard the story that I think when she was a teenager, she lived next door to Jeff Jarrett, the pro wrestler. And I think she babysat Jeff Jarrett's kids. Okay. Could you imagine telling that story? I don't even know. You don't know who Double J Jeff Jarrett is? Nope. One of the great pro wrestlers. How dare you? (coughs) Anyway. Uh, I'm going to take the Vegas. I'm going to take Vegas to cover 10. I I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think they can cover 10 points. Same. I'm with you. I'm kind of going out. I've just been waiting to really, not that they haven't won games going away, but I've just been waiting to be personally impressed with yeah, they don't Kansas blow City. Any, they, I mean, they beat Kansas City by two scores or whatever, but they really don't blow anybody out. They don't impress you, do they? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, this one's pretty easy for me. Taylor Swift was born in Pennsylvania. Ooh, okay. Um, but she that doesn't mean that's where she grew up. So I just wanted to throw We should find out where she grew up. We should, we should, we should examine that. All right. And by the way, Pennsylvania isn't that far from Tennessee, is it? Is it that far? I don't know. Did Taylor Swift... Hang on. Should we ask Siri to join the podcast real quick? Sure. Hey, Siri. Uh Uh-huh. Did Taylor Swift ever live in Tennessee? It says right here, American singer-songwriter Taylor Swift relocated from Pennsylvania to Nashville, Tennessee in 04 to pursue a country music career. Well, that's as an adult. Right? 2004? What the hell are you talking about? <clears throat> She's 34. That so would make her 18. 10. That would make her 10. 10. No. 2004? 89 to 2004. 15. 15. Okay. That's perfect age to babysit some kids. That is. You're right. So we were both right. I think we were both right. Call it a tie. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Fair enough. I should almost... She, I, I was not right, by the way. I can confirm that Pennsylvania is not in the Midwest. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. So I'll give Apology this accepted. To you. I'll give this yeah. one to you. I'm sorry. There, thank you. So we both got Vegas. Okay, last one. The New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles look bad, but they're 12-point favorites. The Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, it's in Philly. Um, and that matters. Um, Tommy Cutlets and Saquon Barkley. I have 10 and a half written down. I don't think Saquon Barkley has, I mean, this is going to be, they're firmly out of the playoffs. They did chose not to sign him to a long-term deal. He folded to them. And I think he's going to give them a big F you because he's going to get paid by someone else. And the Eagles have a lot to play for. They're at home. I'm going Eagles. I think Philly wins the game. I don't know if they're going to cover 12. I'll take the Giants to cover the 12. Philly wins the game because they need to have it. Uh, but, you know, I'm concerned about Philly. Like, they, don't, they haven't thrown a touchdown in, like, three weeks. They've been running touchdowns. For one yard. But they can't throw the touchdown if they needed to. They, they, right now, they can't move the ball through the air consistently enough. Sure. So I'm concerned about that. All right, we have just enough differences. You and I disagree on Dallas, Miami, Philly, New York, Washington and the Jets, Tennessee, Seattle. Other than that, we agree. Yeah. We're too agreeable in the holiday season, Tyus. We have one more, don't we? Who's that? Is that everybody? 
Did I no, miss one? Baltimore and San Fran, bro. Baltimore and San Fran. We did miss that. <laughs> Two 11 and three teams square enough. What the hell happened to my list? Easy okay. to forget. Hey, can you tell me the line? So I have down that the current line's five and it opened at five. So All right, let's go with five. Five okay. for San Fran? <clears throat> yep. All right. Where do you see it? I'm going to go with San Fran. I I like Baltimore. I don't know how much I like them come January. Um, but San Fran's just playing too well right now, and it's at San Francisco. So five I'm gonna agree. Not, doesn't scare me off. And don't you feel like San Fran feels like a touchdown better than everybody else right now? Yes. I feel that way too. Yeah. Like I just think going into every game, they're one touchdown better minimum. Yep. They can play good defense, and they can put it on you offensively. So I got five is nothing to me. I think they yeah. can cover five, no problem. But so there it Super is. Super Bowl preview. Could very well be a Super Bowl preview. It's not going to no be on the Harbaugh Bowl. No. Certainly not. Certainly not. Certainly not. But I think San Francisco, if they stay healthy and they stay on this trajectory, I think they walk to the Super Bowl. Because I legitimately think they're just that much better than every other team in the NFC. They might be a full score to 10 points better than everybody else. Eagles, Cowboys, you name it. They're just that much better than they are. Oh, Tyus, big holiday plans besides pickleball? Yeah, we're 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 staying. I mean, we have lots of plans, um, but it's all pretty close to home. So pretty low key. Nothing crazy. How about you? Same. I'm going to play golf on Saturday. Then we're going to hit up, uh, you know, my parents on Sunday, her parents on Sunday. Monday, we're actually going to do nothing, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, and then it's a, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a week of, oh, I, got, I got papers to grade because work to rules coming soon and I have to get everything graded before that. Um, so I got to get papers graded. So there'll be a lot of that, but it'll be a lot of sleeping in, trying to recharge the battery a little bit for the second half here. And you know, kind of going from there, trying to get the simulator a few times, you know, try to have a little fun around here. Do it. No snow on the ground, my man. Rams, by the way, up 30 to seven. Good gracious. Or 30 to 14 now, actually. Oh, look at that. Six minutes left. So, uh, just a sneak peek. Derek Carr will be part of the podcast next week as well. We will talk about him. I'm assuming. Yes. In, In some length. So we'll have to work out a plan, but my schedule is pretty flexible next week, Tyus. I can get you in pretty much any time. Okay. So you keep you keep flexibility in your schedule, and we'll be able to hammer a pot out, I'm pretty sure. We sure will. All right, bud. Merry Christmas to you. You as well. Take care of the family. We'll chat soon. Thanks for your time. And again, if you want to hear all the pods, we're doing really well. It's been a great month here in December of listenership from all over the country and around the world. It's been awesome. Uh, and again, we want to thank you for that. Go to podbean.com, timpodcast.podbean.com. You can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe to the pod, like it, subscribe to it, tell a friend, leave a comment. You can send me an email at timpodcast1 at yahoo.com, facebook.com slash timpodcast. Get it all done, folks. Send it in to us. We'd be happy to talk to you. And the archive is there. You can go back, listen to episodes of Peak Cinema, Go back and listen to all of our football recap pods and all the preview pods with Ty. Uh, It is worth your time, we think. So till next time, for my guy Ty, this is Tim saying Merry Christmas, keep your head up, and we'll see you.